Welcome! You are listening to Fridays with Francis. As president of the Eastern Chamber, Francis Castaneda Dice is a wealth of information, connections, and is both an Eastern Native resident and aficionado. This podcast is co hosted with Jane Justice Neumeyer, where you will hear discussions on business, travel, local news, hot topics, and personal experiences. Without any further ado, let's hear from Francis. Happy Friday! We are here with Fridays with Francis! And I'm Francis! <laughs> Welcome! Today we are looking at Valentine's Day because this is like the week of love and the flowers are everywhere in the stores and we've just been inundated with roses. Yeah. So. And so, you know, funny thing is, my husband and I got married in the Catholic Church on Valentine's Day. That's so cool. I know. But uh, we got married um, on the beach in June um, b- prior to, so I always forget that it's our anniversary on Valentine's Day. I just know it's a day so of love. So which one is your real one? June. June 28th. June, June 28th? That's mm-hmm. my birthday. Oh my God. You got married on my birthday. <laughs> we did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, how long have you been married? I've been married uh, 11 years. I had to remember that because I forget. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be 11 years at the church uh, on Valentine's Day. All right. Well, today then. Today yes. is your 11, yes. your yes. 11 year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Oh, happy anniversary. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know one day we were kind of started talking about and, and we kind of had hoped that John would be in on this discussion about when y'all got married and your family's response. So we've kind of mentioned <laughs> as um, one of our beloved board members referred to as La Reina de East End. <laughs> um, we're going to make that stick. You're so funny. You're so funny. <laughs> You're from the East End. Uh-huh. And like this is home. You mm-hmm. grew up here. You were born here, grew up here. Your family has been here for at least two generations, if not more. Yes. My, my mom's uh, mother uh, was born in Catula, Texas. And uh, my dad was actually born in Yorktown, Texas. Okay. So we're all Texans. Yeah. Um, and it kind of came up just like the cultural shift when you got married. So kind of wanted to talk about that because I've kind of experienced that as well. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, I'm of Mexican descent and my husband's Anglo. And when I brought him home to meet the family, my father was not very happy. Um, he uh, was not very w- welcoming to John at the time. and But then over time it grew. But I think he just thought that traditionally all Mexican women were going to marry a Mexican man. And that's the way it was supposed to be. Yeah, this is very true. (laughs) Actually, my mom told me that one time and I didn't even know she thought that way Mm because my mom is Hispanic, uh, Mexican. And uh, she told me one day that she expected me to marry a Mexican guy. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, do? Like, you did it. (laughs) I know. And then when uh, Scott and I got married, it was very interesting to see the differences uh, just in culture. And one of the things that came up was how we eat with our hands a lot. Yes. Because of the tortillas. And then you just like pick. And, and I never even really paid attention to that. Mm-hmm. So what kind of other cultural things did you encounter? The differences aside from your father not accepting mm-hmm. your now husband. I'm assuming it's all oh, better now. They love each other. And so John is uh, IT's and like you're one of his favorite son-in-laws. But he only has two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, no. You know, the, the other thing is... Um, Thank God he was Catholic mm-hmm. because um, I think my, my family, are they're strong Catholics. And I think that we were also supposed to marry a Mexican Catholic man. Mm, yeah. Um, and so I was like, check, he's he's a, a Catholic. So that helped tremendously.
obviously. Um, I think the other thing is that uh, I thought to myself, John, um, we love to dance. We love uh, the Hano music. We love to eat. We love to party. And he's like, I like them all too. So that was a good thing because I, I can understand when there's like differences. If people don't, you bring them into and your family's loud mm-hmm. and they just don't don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because I even told him, I'm like, I think that my family is probably has more drama than yours. So so don't you know be offended by anything. Is it? Like, no, I think my family has a lot of drama too, and we both do. So <laughs> yeah. it was it was, a, it was a good thing. Yeah, I think if you have like a family with more than two members you're gonna have drama oh yeah i guess that's true that's true it's true yes uh as you you got married and this was an this is gonna be another whole different topic but you were older you weren't Mm -hmm. like 20s in your 20s so was it hard for you to adapt to living with a husband and having to share your life in in an intimate way that you hadn't had to do before. And then to me, I was older. I am older. I've only been married two years. (laughs) So it's just been very interesting because I'm kind of fighting myself on some things. So what was one of the hardest things that you had to adapt Mm -hmm. in getting married? So it's, it's, I love that question because I was 38 when I met John. I was 42 when we got married. And um, so we did a long distance relationship. He lived in Dallas. I lived in Houston. And sometimes he would drive from Dallas to Houston for the week or the weekend. And I kid you not, uh, one of the hardest things was keeping my house in order. So he would say, okay, I'm on my way. And I'm like, okay, I got four hours to clean my house. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I got, okay, now I have three hours. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, okay, I just, I'm hitting Huntsville. I'm like, oh my God, I have an hour to finish cleaning this house. So it was just organizing because sometimes my closet, I would just put things everywhere and have to organize that and everything else. So that was one thing when we got married is to blend our furniture together and mm. then to just, just like, okay, that's, that goes here. That doesn't. And then oh my, I had to clean out some of my, my clothes so that you can have room in the closet. And that was another challenge too. And then cars. It's like, how do we fit two cars in yeah. our driveway? Just little things that you just don't, don't think about. Don't even think about. But what I loved about this is that we took a, uh, we bought books and we took quizzes on, you know, marriage because he has three beautiful children. He'd been married before. Um, I've never been married. I wanted to get married in the Catholic Church. Uh, he was married prior, and his annulment was was taking longer than, than normal, and that's one of the main reasons why we got married uh, in Mexico on the beach. Mm. But when the annulment was granted, our priest came to us and said, hey, your marriage is not valid in the Catholic Church, so he reserved Valentine's Day, and we had Aww. a little small little ceremony, and so it's legit. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a very you know interesting uh, thing about, about us. And you mentioned something, and it kind of hit a trigger for me, merging furniture. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how do you, did you have a, a taste? So mm-hmm. basically me and Scott, I, if I could live in a store, I would live in Pier 1. <laughs> and if Scott could live in a store, he would live in Crate and Barrel. Mm-hmm. And those are two very different styles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Pier 1's all colorful. They're just all, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, Crate and Barrel's a little bit more toned down. Mm-hmm. Lots of neutral tones, basically white and brown. So how did y'all come together and merge your furniture and your styles? Yeah, so he moved from Dallas to Houston. So he sold and got rid of a lot of his stuff over there. He um, And then we actually, while we were still dating, we built a garage apartment. Mm-hmm. And so he put a lot of his furniture in the garage apartment to use. You know, there was a kitchen and a bedroom. So he put all the stuff in there. And then other stuff we just put in the garage, slowly uh, took three 
strings away from that was mine and put his in. But we had different tastes. Mine was more like a Mexican, uh, Spanish taste, feel, color palette. And he was just more, uh, I don't international and not plain, but just neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we decided to build a house. And then that was the hardest part. Then we had more space and we had to really decide. So we bought a lot of new. We just decided, you know what, let's just go start from scratch and let's just pick things together. Yeah. And that helped, that helped a lot. Yeah. I definitely have seen the value in doing that because mm-hmm. that is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, we like our things. We yeah. don't like your things. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of hard. So what is probably your favorite thing about being married? Wow. Waking up every morning uh, with the person that you love and to know that someone truly unconditionally loves you and has your back. Mm -hmm. And I think also um, to know that you have someone on speed dial that you can call when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling happy Mm -hmm. um, and can share anything. And then that person just knows the right words to say. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I'll call him and he'll answer and he's in a meeting. I'm like, John, don't answer the phone if you're in a meeting but he sometimes thinks is this an emergency because I rarely call um, so it's just that just little things like that that are just amazing and I think it's just also the way that he treats me everything about him I love but those are just some of the so, some of the little ones I like oh okay so what is like a little pet peeve and I'm not talking like something that makes you <laughs> but I, I was talking to a guy one time and he was like I like a stopper in the sink my wife likes the stopper on the counter Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he's like, it's one of those little things. When he's in the kitchen, the stopper goes in the sink. When she's in there, it goes on the counter. Do y'all have one of these little quirks that y'all go back and forth on? Yes. My husband does not know how to close vitamin bottles or <laughs> water bottles or liquor bottles I all do the that. way. <laughs> And it kills me because I'll pick it up and then all the vitamins go everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I, I have to remind him. And he still has not <laughs> adapted no, to way. He'll be good for a couple of months or uh-huh. weeks and then it'll just go back. That is so funny. <laughs> I do that. I actually did that yesterday. I was cooking something I'm really trying to venture and do more of. And I was doing this new recipe, which just stresses me. And I just put the top on. Yeah, that's him. The garlic. And then I pulled it, didn't pay attention, pulled it, and garlic went everywhere. And I was like, you know what? I don't even feel like dealing with this right now. Mm-hmm. But I have to clean up my own messes. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So I, I do completely understand that. You said that uh, John has three kids uh-huh. from a previous relationship. Was that ever like a breaking point? Did you date people with kids before John? Mm-hmm. Or was he the exception? <laughs> and then he hooked you in? Or how did that happen? You know, I, I had this checklist for the man of my dreams. Um, you know, he had to be single. He had to be Catholic. He had to have no children. He had to have a good job. And he had to not smoke. And he had to like German Shepherd dogs. And that was basically it. So as I got older, I started like taking off some <laughs> yes. of these things because, oh my God, at the rate I'm at, 38, the likelihood of every man not having children, not being married, are, are slim. Um, and then I meet him, and I meet him at a salsa bar, and, and again, John's gringo, and I meet him at a salsa bar, and he asked me to dance, and I'm like, uh, in my mind, I'm like, I don't think you know how to dance, so no. Um, but we exchanged numbers, and we connected, and I'm like, wow, this guy is really nice. Mm-hmm. So I always tell my friends, give the nice guys a chance. 
chance because you never know. And I would tell my friends, yeah, John wasn't my type, but I got to know him and I really liked him. And one day he asked, hey, Francis, what was your type? Because you keep saying this to yeah, everybody. Right. And I guess I didn't realize that. And I said, oh, well, you know, the tall, dark, handsome, mean to you kind of guy. That was my type, which John is totally opposite. And yeah. God has a plan and I'm so glad I followed it. Yes. <laughs> and that is true. Why do you think, I mean, because you're not the only one that, you know, gravitates towards the macho jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think women do that? Who knows? I, I think, you know, TV... I mean, they're super cute. Yeah, oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think TV has something to do with it. Uh, you know, all the, the good-looking... Yeah, all the good-looking characters uh, in movies, on mm-hmm. TV shows. It, even in school, you know, the jocks, that the most popular ones. Who knows? It's a little bit of everything, I think. But I'm just so glad that I, I was corrected in that theory. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're listening, give the nice guys a, a chance. chance. That's, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so funny, there was a video circulating and I don't remember who it is. I'll have to go back and see if I can find it and put the link here because it shows. It's like, you know, you want a guy to be like jerky and dominant in one area, but nice and all the rest. And it's like, that's just not how it works. And then you have the nice guy in in certain areas. But then when you want him, you know, to be jerky and dominant, he can't be because he's a nice guy. Mm -hmm. And so it was just kind of a funny... Uh, spin on that because it's like uh, you can't have it all. No, no. <laughs> you can't have it all so you need to have one, you know, one or the other and the nice guy is a really good nice guy. Mm-hmm. Was cooking on your list? Did he have to cook? Was that on your list? I didn't know it but I'm so glad he did because <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I do not know how to cook. I never want to learn how to cook <laughs> and John is the most amazing cook ever. So it's so funny because he cooks, I clean. But he wash, uses every single dish that we <laughs> We have so I have to wash every dish <laughs> yes and in our first house together we did not have a dishwasher uh, so I had to wash everything by hand and heaven forbid that he had to do some of the dishes at that moment I would have to redo them <laughs> yeah. he would leave food on them I would like John look I said don't wash the dishes like a boy. Do it like a girl. Yeah. And, and or, I think you're doing this on purpose, so I'll never, never ask you again. I think that is, I think there's a thread there. If I don't do it a certain way, then I may never have to do it again. Yeah. So I think, I think there's something there. Mm-hmm. True. Did you know that he cooked when y'all first started dating? Well, when we first started dating, um, he invited my friends over for dinner and cooked. And I thought, wow, this is impressive. And then when he came to visit me in Houston, he's like, let's have a dinner party. And he would cook. Mm-hmm. And I was just like blown away <laughs> by his cooking skills. And my friends were also blown away. My single girls were like, does he have a brother? Does he have any <laughs> friends that are just like him? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was, it was good. So you said you met him when you were 38? Mm-hmm. So in my, in my life, I am the personality. I didn't care if I was alone. Like, whatever. But I have known so many people who are just like, oh my God, I want to get married so bad. And it's like the older they get, the more afraid I guess they are of being alone not having somebody so kind of like how you said you start marking things off the list do you feel like you compromise do you feel like you just I feel like that with age comes wisdom Mm -hmm. so I feel like you know when you're young you have that list because you will not accept anything less than that and you don't even realize there's so many other things behind that list Mm -hmm. that are way more important you know like just being nice Mm-hmm. So, what would you say? Well, first of all, do you feel like you compromised? No. Or and then as you were getting older, 
how did you handle that you hadn't gotten married yet? I mean. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's funny you say that because I remember my uncle, um, one of my favorite uncles, my Uncle Paul, he asked, so Francis, how old are you? And I think I was like 25. And I'm like 25. And he's like, and you have no children? No. And you've never been married? No. Why? And I said, you know, Theo, I want to get married once and I want to get married uh, for the rest of my life. And so I'm going to wait to find the right one. And he's like, okay. Because I think, you know, back then you were supposed to graduate from high school, get married, start a family. And that Mm -hmm. was the the thing to do. And I was just totally different. So my whole family worried about me. Um, um, You know, what's wrong with her? I know. But I was married to my job for so many years and I loved working so hard. So I think that strayed me away from relationships. Mm. But then again, like you said, I I was wondering, am I ever going to get married? I was in church one Sunday and they were bringing people that were celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. And tears started coming down my eyes and I'm like... I'm never going to reach 50 at this at the age I'm at right now. Um, what's wrong with me? I would pray. I'm like, Lord, okay, I may have broken some hearts, but are we are we equal now? Uh, can you can you show me the way? Um, but then when I met him, my I mean, he lights makes me smile. I just knew he was the one. Mm-hmm. Um, especially my dog knew that he was the one. He loved my dog, and that was another deal breaker too. So that was just a sign. But no, I it was just perfect, and I didn't compromise. And I'm so grateful that we met when we did, because had we met earlier, it may not have worked. Um, And then later, it may not have worked either. It was just perfect timing. And that's true. So you you said, um, you you said, if you had met earlier or later, and that there is definitely some truth to that. So you said that you met and married at this at the right time. And I do believe that there's definitely some timing that comes into play. But for people who are out there and they feel like they haven't met, I I have a a friend that she went on a date every day for like six months straight because she was like, maybe it's just a game of numbers, (laughs) you know, maybe I can find Mr. Right if I just do this game of numbers. And I'm like, you know, stop looking so hard, maybe, you know, that's part of the thing. So what would you, what would be a, a piece of advice that you would give to someone on Valentine's Day who's sad because they haven't met their Mr. Right. Mm -hmm. That love yourself. And if you love yourself, then you really don't need anybody else. You can surround yourself with the best of friends, with the best of family, and you really don't need another person. I would have been happy being single with by myself versus being married to the wrong man and then having to divorce and starting all over again. So just be grateful that you are in a happy place right now because it'll happen. When it's right, it'll happen. My mom used to tell me, Francis, when you least expect it, when you look your worst, you're going to meet Mr. Right. Sure enough, the night I met John, I didn't care what I looked like, what I wore. I didn't even want to go out that night, and I meet him, the man of my dreams. So it's going to happen, but not on your time. It's all God's plan and his time. Right. That's so deep right there. Just let that marinate for a Mm -hmm. second. You said you met Mr. Wright. Now, it's... You talked about movies, too. And you see Hallmark Channel, which I love, which he came to my Hallmark party. Mm -hmm. Um... It's always, I meet Mr. Wright, you know, they kiss, they get married, and the credits roll. And so the assumption is, when you meet Mr. Wright, everything is amazing and perfect, and there's no problems. Mm -hmm. Every couple has, like, problems, and they're not big, huge ones, but you have, I mean, it's two different personalities coming together. So would you say that you've had a problem-free marriage because he's Mr. Wright? 
No, I mean, I think every marriage you have to work at it. There, I mean, we don't, we're not a perfect couple. We have our ups and downs. Um, he leaves the toilet seat up and I like, uh, you know, say something. Um, but no, I, we work it out. And uh, because it's, I tell him, if we were at a stopping at a corner and he wants to step down off the street, I'm like, step back up because if, if the car might hit you, I'm like, I waited 42 years <laughs> to find you. I'm not losing you today right? kind of thing. But no, it's something that you have to work at every single day and a joy to work at because once you lose that joy, then it doesn't work out. Um, I have a funny, not a funny, but an interesting story. Like I said, I wanted to always get married in the church. And since we weren't going to get married first in the church, I thought, well, aren't we going to go to any classes with a priest mm. so that he can validate that we were meant for each other? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought somebody else had to tell me that it was going to be okay. And I, I told my girlfriend, uh, who was uh, an HR person at my, the job at the time, she's like, you know that the company pays for two psych- psychology sessions, and you can go to a marriage counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a, a recommendation. So I called, and I made an appointment. He sent each of us. Um, tests so that we can take online. So we took these multiple choice texts. We come to his his office, and he starts going over different things about relationships, about John's you know children, me having none, about money, about where you're going to live. All these wonderful questions. And then at the very end, he's like, "You know what? I have to let you know. I think your marriage is going to work." And uh, I'm like, "Why?" And he goes, "Because both of you ranked faith." at the top of your list Mm -hmm. and when two people mutually put faith at the Mm -hmm. top of their list it always works out Mm -hmm. and and we go to church as much as we can on Sundays and we do believe in God and we Mm -hmm. pray Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that by having that as our ground thing Mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference yes absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely that is really amazing so tell me something because it's it is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. What is something that you absolutely adore specifically about John? Oh, my God. <laughs> Other than loving everything about him. <laughs> I, no, no, no one can love everything. Um, I love the way that he loves me and that he loves my family and his family and our dog. Uh, he puts us as a high priority, and it's just it's just beautiful. I love the way that he um, is a law-abiding citizen, whether it's driving, whether it's it's other things. He is just Mr. Good, good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just love the way that he loves to travel. Mm-hmm. He's made me a travel queen. And then I just love the way that... <laughs> That he gives me my space when I need it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, he'll just be quiet and I'm just, uh, I'm like, oh, that was nice. And then I'll I'll ask a question. Hopefully he'll come back into the conversation. <laughs> so he kind of like, he knows me more mm-hmm. better than I know myself. Mm-hmm. And I just love it. What do you think he loves about you? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. I mean, that would be an interesting question. Um, of, of course, I think he, he likes, he likes my smile and he likes that I'm uh, independent. And I think that he also, I don't know. I'm just like th- saying things I think he would say. <laughs> well, now, see, next time we're going to get John and we're going to do that newlywed oh, I know. game that I they know. do where you mm-hmm. like have answers and see who gets it right. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But hopefully, you know, he has some of the same good things to say about Oh, me. I'm sure. Y'all are, y'all are 11, 11 years in. Mm-hmm. And, and then last year, was it last year? Yeah, for your 10-year yeah. anniversary, you went to New Orleans we and did. did a vow renewal? Yeah. 
Yeah. We try to find a church, you know, when we travel that Sunday, we try to find a church in the different places we travel to have mass. And several years ago, our good friend, Carrie, uh, we went to an event in New Orleans and we found this beautiful church, Our Lady Guadalupe Church on Rampart Street. The priest was phenomenal. I loved him. And I told him, I said, hey, why don't we come back here and have our vows renewed and have like the second line, a little parade down to a reception. So we had like five years and I kept thinking, we went to the priest and we told him, we're going to come back and will you uh, bless us? Yes. The next year, we're going to come back. Yes. So we did. We came back and he did a beautiful blessing. We had a walk down to the reception. We had a second line that we uh, hijacked because, um, you know, the rules had changed and he had to do it like 14 days and we only at seven it was oh, just a big mess but it all worked out yeah because john is so positive he's like we're gonna find another second line to, to, to take pictures and have fun with and we did oh so he's awesome that's awesome what are y'all doing today for your anniversary john's going to um you know it's so funny he says he's going to cook but i'm going to try to convince him to go to vic and anthony's mm-hmm. because that's where he proposed to Aww. me and it is so they keep your history so they kind of like know where we sat and so every time we go back they put us in the same booth and i love it Aww. um so i think i may make it easier for him because it is a friday he's worked very hard today yeah. so um but who knows if they have a reservation this so we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens <laughs> this is true well just tell them that you're uh, La Reina de Isten. You have a long history at Vic and Anthony's and they should let you in the door. <laughs> yeah. And if not, even if we just have share a bottle of wine and chocolate with our dog, we are going to be happy. <laughs> this is very true. So do you have any parting words on this day of love for the relationships out there, whether it be a relationship, a piece of relationship advice or like you gave amazing advice for anyone who's single today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that would be it. What's your marriage advice? My marriage advice is that it's not easy and that you have to work at it every day. Um, you have to make it work if you want it. And if you don't have it, don't rush into it. There's so many people that rush into love for the wrong reasons. And um, it's hard because sometimes your friends will tell you the truth and it'll hurt you and you'll like not be friends with them anymore. And when the relationship doesn't work out, they're the first ones to come and hold your hand. So to give your friends uh, um, some space, if they are honest with you, just listen to it. It may be some advice that you need to hear. Um, and if you don't want to hear it, just keep it in the back of your mind and go with your gut. If you have like a small ounce of doubt in the guy or girl that you're dating, move on before you invest more time. So that's that's some of the advice. Uh, I, I think Maya Angelou also said, if someone shows themselves to you, believe them the first time. Mm-hmm. So believe that, people. It's yeah. it's not going to change. You <laughs> no. are not going to change anybody. No. Um, you're better off by yourself until the right one comes along. And just, just get a pet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I had Stella, my dog, for years before I met John, and we had the best time ever. <laughs> yes. But get a pet only if you're going to keep it and love it and not ditch it on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. And and, and you can use shelters because those are the best places. We've rescued uh, dogs, and it's they're, they're the best friends ever. Absolutely. But then also just to have mutual respect, just yeah. like your friends and your family with your loved one. You just have to have that mutual respect, and if it's there, if you're the only one giving respect and the other one's not then there's a problem it's not going to get better it's just probably going to get you know worse well thank you thank you for sharing your insights on love and marriage on valentine's day so everybody thanks for listening have a great happy valentine's whatever it is that you're doing and And happy anniversary john yes (laughs) and we'll see you next friday bye bye
Thanks for joining us today, and you can keep up with Francis at eecoc.org. And follow us on social media to keep this conversation going. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic weekend.